Aloha, talapalapa, my fam, mi amigas. <laughs> this is Clean with Melefua, with your host, Melefua. <laughs> that is funny. Yo, what's up? Aloha, talapalapa, malolele to all of you, my cleaning fam. Obviously, we have a special guest here. And, um, Did I do good with my... Girl, you did. Hey, with my Hawaiian symbol. Kind of sounded a little white there, but. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just gonna go. We're just gonna Let's keep go. rolling. But I love it. it. That was really authentic of you. Thank you. So, you guys, welcome, welcome back. First of all, thank you guys so much for listening in and being patient. I know the last one of my season two, episode one, dropped in October 2022, and it is officially February. <laughs> 2023 y'all a lot has happened um and so that's the reason why i have a special guest here and obviously elizabeth sotello and i thought um, you were gonna say my middle name i said no nah, girl they don't need the, to know your middle name government name girl okay. they ain't got to know you i mean you know if they really want to get to know you they need to personally come to you and get to know right. you they could also get to know me through yeah before come on okay. now so you guys, as you guys know, she has been on this show before. She is the host for Quarter Before Noon. Can I get a hallelujah, amen? Hallelujah, amen. Come on now. And um, she's actually just made three years. And three years, huh? No, it'll be three years in May. Dang, I'm on But I'm on season three. Oh, there you go. She's on season three, but it will be three years in May. And um, seeing her and hearing her, you know, just walking it out by faith and putting out her podcast consistently, it has encouraged me to do what the Lord has been telling me and was telling me, has been telling me. And so that was just like a great, um, just a great example. And so I just want to thank you for that, for being that example to me and to others who actually started out their podcast, um, like with our dear friend Hannah, mm-hmm. and um, she's revamping hers. And so I'm excited to hear and to see what she has to say. I'm excited to receive the things that she has to say, because that girl has a whole lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm just yes, excited. And so I don't know if you guys remember, um, but season two, episode one, I talked about how I lost a loved one and how I didn't feel right to be telling y'all the whole, you know, the whole spiel and everything. But um, I feel like it is time. And um, a lot has happened between the time I have dropped season two, episode one, um, till now. And so um, in, whatchamacallit, October, I went to attend my niece's funeral and um it was such a beautiful funeral it was in hawaii um and it was just for me it was um something that i never thought i would be doing at at that you know with her being so young 25 years Mm -hmm. old and um and also to like just to see um her church the body of christ to see what it looks like for the body of the different members of body to take care of those that are hurt, the mm-hmm. members of the body that are hurt, right. and um, to allow us to properly grieve. And so I went Which through that grieving. Says. Exactly. And that is the word. Take that to the bank and cash it. Bam. <laughs> and so um, as we were grieving the loss of my niece, um, 
I also went through another loss and that was five days before Christmas. Um, one of my brothers, um, he's actually a brother-in-law, but I call him my brother because he has known me since I was, what, four years old, five, and he has been in our family. He like, literally took in uh, my mom and my dad as his own parents. And um, his kids became my kids. I grew up with them. Like, I grew up helping them take care of the kids. And um, to hear that um, he went with the Lord, that he, you know, passed on, and to see my nieces and nephews and to see my sister cry of all people, like, that was, that was her high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And to see her cry and to see them grieve, uh, like, that just broke me. And so going through the grief, um, through just, like, the loss during the holidays and um, just spending time with family and like really um, dealing with uh, mental health. You know, I didn't know that going through going through the loss and um, just really experiencing mental health um, for what it, it is for me and to see how God has used that to uh, to just have me speak life, speak his words, to speak the truth. Yeah. And so... <laughs> The reason why I have this amazing woman, a woman of God, sister, amazing, like she's like, like, I don't know if I told you guys this, like calling someone a best friend is like really cliche for me. And like, she's a true friend for me. But then I've known to live with her. I've known what what it means to call someone a bestie, a best friend. And you guys know me. I don't like like to call people best friend because I feel like everybody nowadays they're like oh my gosh that's my best friend oh my gosh this is that I actually like I'm really careful with my words but with this with Elizabeth um with her mom with my church family like I've recognized and I like experienced what it looks like to be loved on mm-hmm. uh, to be supported um to know what it looks like to show up for people and so, so before we bring her on, I just wanted to, um, you know, to give you guys this opportunity to listen to, you know, this amazing commercial <laughs> that is about to come up next. Um, so let's go on and don't mind my voice. Um, it's a little raspy, but actually, you know me, I tell you all the time. I love when my right. voice is raspy uh, because it just gives me a little edge to, and you she, know. she be singing in the shower. Right. She's like, ooh, I sound. I was like, ooh, I sound even more soulful. <laughs> But anyways, you guys, enjoy this commercial. I love you guys and thank you guys so much for listening. And we will be we will be back. Peace out. All right, y'all. So we are back. Thank you guys so much for listening to that commercial. I really appreciate it because that means coins, quarters, dollar bills. Dollar bills, y'all. $10 bills. So speaking of money, I've learned, and I remember I told you this earlier, Elizabeth, that um, that I'm open to what God is telling me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm, open, I'm opening up myself to learning and to gaining more knowledge so that way I will be in a position where, where, where the money and the income that God has for me will come to me. I don't have to run to it. Um, I just thought about that. Yeah. Mm. 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 <laughs> so, y'all, be in that position that that um you know that god has called you to do and and being in a position means you have to obey first right and he you have said, to be in a position ready and willing to receive mm, if your hands are tied up Ooh. 
if your hands are like really tight, uh-huh. how are you gonna receive? Huh? I can't I can't fit anything into your hand. If your hand is nick like white knuckle, oh. so tight, how am I gonna get mm-hmm. how am I gonna put the blessing in your hand? Because they're not willing to let go of what they have in their hand. Right. They're not willing to let go of exactly. that man or that. I feel woman. like it's the picture too of like this, you know, you've seen the pictures probably, but this person has like their little teddy bear, yes. and God is like, "Give it to me." And they're like, "No, but I don't. I, I, I love this teddy bear. I don't want to give it." And he has like this six foot teddy bear, and he's like, "I have so much better, but you yeah. don't want it." So that is so true, and that's how like I felt like, you know, moving to. Uh, <laughs> now I'm gonna say, <laughs> when God told me when I was living in California, and mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, um, so you're gonna move to Arizona," and I was like, "Heck no." God, you tripping, Holy Spirit. Come on, don't be doing right, don't, don't be, be doing, doing this. this. Like you know that you know my Hawaiian self right. gonna take that heat. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, in the desert, in the wilderness. Nah. Are you serious? And so he was telling me, like, hey, let go of this amazing teddy bear that I have given you. Right. But let me give you something better. Right. Let me give you something to where I know that you'll be able to receive. But in order for you to receive what I have for you, you're gonna have to make your make room for me. You know what I mean? Make room. Yes, hallelujah. Anyways, that was just a side note for y'all. That That's little nugget, right? <laughs> so take it, receive it, and look what you're saying. Receive it is an it's an option. It's an opportunity. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to. But he's like, I want you yeah. to receive mm-hmm. it. But if you don't want to, then there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. Like I'm gonna bless somebody else. Yeah. Then keep your hands tied. Keep your hands, your fist clenched. You know what? If you want to keep your your fist clenched, that's fine. Give Come me on. the money. Come Give on. me the blessing. I'll take it. I need it. I want it. Right. I got something to do with but it. But people are like, I'm gonna pray for you. I'm like, please right. do. I need all the prayer. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, a lot of people think that. Oh well, I have to be poor to serve God. Excuse me. Right. Jesus was not poor. Doesn't he own a, a cattle on a thousand? Talk cattle? about or it. Thousand cattle on a hill. Yes, and but I, this is one thing that I really like. I know I said Jesus, um, you know, wasn't poor. He didn't have money, but the people that he had around him had money. The women that followed him had money. The people that he followed, his disciples, were business owners. So don't tell me that right. in order for you to follow Jesus, that you have to be poor, that you don't have to have a job. His Trust ministry was believe. funded by yes. By his, come on. That's what I'm talking about. Right. And that's why in the scripture, and I love what it says in Corinthians, it says that Jesus became poor. The one who was rich in all and everything. He became poor and died poor so that way we can be rich. So that we can receive. Right. It's a great exchange. It is a great exchange. <coughs> Come on, y'all. Don't be mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Don't be sleeping on the word. Yeah, do not be sleeping. I've been sleeping a little bit, so I need to get back up. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you I'm, let's just say you weren't sleeping, you were snoozing. The I'll Lord was like, wake yes, up. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so coming back, let's, let's, let's come back. <laughs> right in the back end. So the reason why um, I brought Elizabeth on here was because she has been um, one of those people who have been my support group, my core people, my familia, my ohana. As I've been going familia. through familia, mm-hmm. she <laughs> yeah. just corrected me. Who sounded white then? So yeah, my familia, and um, and so Elizabeth. First of all, thank you so much for being uh, my sister, my friend. Um, in so many ways, you have been there, and like you've even respected my. <laughs> my my time yeah. with the lord I, i'm telling y'all she has heard me cry um in my room like have like she 
heard and saw me cry in the presence of the Lord. And that's one thing when you are grieving through something, when you are grieving a lost one, grieving a lost relationship, grieving a job, a lost job or grieving period. The best way, and I told my nieces and nephews and my sister this when I went to go visit um, for my brother's funeral, the best way to grieve, and this was something that was given to me by uh, my bishop, he told me, he said, the best way to grieve, um, Malay, is to grieve in the presence of the Lord. That is the best way. And um, and it's just so comforting. Yeah. And since then, when my dad passed away, like I've been grieving in the presence of the Lord. And so Elizabeth has seen me, um, even through college. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this is crazy. Full circle. She's been there when I grieved when my dad um, passed away. She's mm-hmm. been here since oh, when my niece passed away. She's been here when my brother passed away. And for so for so for someone mm-hmm. who's been in my life in an extended period of time which is an honor for me to be part of your life. Um, what are the things that you have learned as, um, as someone on the other end who has, um, you know, been helping those who've been grieving? Or, you know, what have you learned so far? Yeah, uh, well, that's a good question. Well, thank you for all that. <laughs> that was a lovely introduction. Um, yeah, I would say that, like, um, in school I took some, like, I took a counseling class, and so... They were talking about the five stages of grief and just mm-hmm. how, like, there's always five stages that it comes in, like, denial, anger. I don't remember the other stages. Um, but uh, it, it's one of those things that I know that the Lord has allowed me to be in that place. Um, it's, I don't know if it's a gifting, but I have the gift of, um, wow, I can't even think of the word right now, but, like. Counseling? I guess counsel, but like edification and like encouragement or, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to say the wrong gift, but like exhortation. Yes. Um, And so I feel like it's sitting and sitting with people in the midst of, of whatever it is that they're going through, whether they are grieving somebody who passed away, whether they're grieving a relationship, whether they're grieving a job that they had to leave or something like it's just grief in general comes in different waves for different people. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's it's been an honor to walk alongside people. It's also pretty hard sometimes because you don't know what each individual person needs. Sometimes they need space. Sometimes they need somebody to be there for them. And, like, yeah. even living with you of, like, you know, not, not taking it personally because I'm mm. such a person who fills everything. And so sometimes you get real quiet, and I'm like, huh. Are you ma-? And I'm like, nope, she's not mad. I can't. That can't be the first place that I go to. I can't. Mm-hmm pinpointed on me and be like oh did I do something is she mad at me I have to remember I'm like you know what she's in a place of of you know working it out with the Lord of everything that's going on and there's a lot going on and and there are things that I I don't even know that are going on in like your mind and your heart Mm -hmm. that like sometimes it's just kept between you and the Lord and sometimes you tell me later on and so I just kind of being mindful of respecting that and so there's been times I've had to kind of like with different people like okay you know hey maybe I need to give them space maybe I need to just pray for them maybe I just need to let them tell me what they need instead of me asking because I'm so much of like what do you need how can I help you where where do you want to go what do you want to do and like and I've I've had to learn to just like sit in that I'm like Mm -hmm. sometimes I just need to sit with them in their grief like that's all they want me to do they don't want me to try to fix it they don't want me to give them some empty words like 
well, at least they're in heaven, and you know, you can you can celebrate when you get to heaven as well. That's not really comforting for. It's not always comforting for the people who are left here, yeah. and they they're left without a loved one. So, um, you know, because I even remember our other friend at school who who had a family member pass away, and and I. It was one of those things that hadn't experienced death in that way and somebody that she was so close to. Um, and I was like, how can I be with, like, what can I do? I'm like, I can be with her. I can be mm-hmm. present. Like, I don't have to say anything. I don't have to do anything. But I can sit with her as she's sitting in these memories and wanting to bring this up. And, you know, at the time I was like, what I can do is take off, take off class mm-hmm. and be there, you know, be present. And so even with you, I... I've learned to just be present. There's moments that you're, you're talking about your loved one and you're like, oh my gosh, there was this one time. So funny. We went to the lake and this and that and her pigeon comes out because she's talking about family. <laughs> um, but it, it's in the midst of, of being there and being like, you know, if this is the best way I can support you, then this is what you need right now. It's mm-hmm. not that you need me to say all these great things or you yeah. sometimes you don't need me to be quiet sometimes you you want to hear about my day too and you're like hey i don't want to sit in this like let me let me have a moment where i'm not thinking about this yeah you know so um everybody's different and did i answer your question <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> okay uh, which i appreciate it because like even in those moments where i i go into solitude mm-hmm. and um with our with our friendship <laughs> Our relationship, our sisterhood, I've learned that, yes, although I go, I do have my time with the Lord and um, I still, God is not, God is not a God who he's going to, um, he's going to want to um, basically separate a relationship. And uh, for me, it was my doing to where I was like, mm, who cares? Like, <laughs> like she understands, but no. I had to communicate that out. And I remember that one time when I came out, when I just had my time with the Lord and you came home um, that night and I was like, okay, I'm going to go into her. I'm going to make it, I'm going to be intentional. And yes, um, I have my night routine, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to go into her room and I'm going to say, hey, hi, how are you doing? Like, you know, let her know just by me saying, hey, how are you doing? Right. Is letting you know that I'm not mad at you or... Right you know that that we're good we're okay and so and we did that and we're like man this is what communication is all about like don't be too holy to where you're not going (laughs) to communicate with the people that you love like that's one thing that i've learned that you know god is not a god that's gonna stop you from communicating um you know with the people that you love it's like no yes spend time with the lord and i love what um my sister's pastor said he said you know when you when you're um fellowship with the holy spirit like you know Yes, do like you know, live right. the life with him, but don't be too weird, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, true. yeah, don't be too holy where you act too weird, right? And you know what they said, don't be too heavenly mindset where you're no earthly good. Oh, and true. so, like, again, like, there's times where I'll be out in the living room and I'm like really into my study, right. <laughs> right. and I'm just like in my zone with the Holy Spirit, and you will come from work, and like, my face is just like on the laptop. Right. And you're like, oh, like, I don't know if she's mad at me or so-and-so. And I remember we had conversations on, you know, um, hard conversations on right. our couch. And we made it to a point to where we're like, hey, when we see each other, and when I, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to say, hey, I see you. And you're going to say, hey, yeah, like, I hear you. I know you are. Yeah, yeah. I know you. 
Yeah. And so, which was a good communication yeah. technique for us. Mm-hmm. And I, I think even in that, it's still been a learning process because every day is so different, you know, and every mo- I feel like every moment can be different sometimes. Like, sometimes I'm good. And then the next moment, something happens at work. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I think it's just really being able to communicate that even mm-hmm. in the midst of going through hard times and yeah. like, hey, like, like, and and the good thing about you too is that you, there's times where I won't see you and like, again, like, I feel like the enemy uses solitude sometimes to, to get us in a place of feeling alone, feeling these different things and like, mm-hmm. we were never created to be alone, yeah. we were created for community, um, but uh, there's times where I know that you're you're like with the Lord and you're crying and you're praying and journaling but you will still text me and you'll be like hey like I'm okay I'm just trying to be with the Lord mm-hmm. but if you need anything I'm here and it's just like a reminder to me like oh I know she's you know I'm like okay I know to give her her space and yeah. like she knows that I'm next door too or I'm out a lot <laughs> more than yeah. you so <laughs> like like if you need something you know you know you can call upon me yeah and, stuff. and that's one thing like going through um like back-to-back loss mm-hmm. of loved ones in my life um for me it it was hard and it you know it's still hard going right. through it um but overall I've I've learned that um you know how people will say YOLO Mm-hmm. You know, um, you only live once. Right. Which, to me, it's like, the, no. Just because you only live once, which a lot, there are so many people who, who have died and came back to life. Um, but how about living life with a purpose? How about, right. you know, living life um, with intention, knowing that you, there is a purpose? Right. And, um, and so, like, when I've when I went and attended um, the funerals for both of family members, I've seen the impact. I've heard the stories, right. um, the impact of what, you know, they've had, you know, just how they influence other people and with the word of God. And, um, and I realize how, you know, it looks like for, um, I, looks, I realize how it looks like to love people from where they're at. And um, both both um, services, you know, uh, for family service, I went up to um, share my testimony of how, you know, I've been, um, how they've impacted me. And, right. and it's just, it was just so beautiful. It was beautiful to see the changes, the lives that mm-hmm. was changed. Right. And, um, but one thing that I realized that, um, <laughs> that my, my core people, my mm-hmm. prayer group, my um <clears throat> my support system it was not my family mm-hmm. and like it it literally blew, it literally blew my mind because right. on my niece's funeral the family service like i was like having an anxiety um attack like anxiety was trying to attack me and so i called um i called my mentor who's also uh, my pastor's wife i called her and i said i can't breathe i was like i need you to pray like i they're about to bring in her um, body and you know these for me like i love my nieces and nephews as my own and if y'all don't know like auntie fua is a very sentimental name for me auntie fua is like my favorite name nickname ever you know aside from little sister fua baby fua fatso fua like auntie fua 
Like, that is very sentimental to me. Not everyone has the opportunity to call me Auntie Four. Not everyone has, you know, I, I don't give everybody right. the opportunity. And it's a deep to title that. to be an aunt, uncle, like. It's... Yeah, because I, I was born, and this is the thing I tell people. Not only was I born a pastor's child, I was also born as an auntie. Like, I had nieces and nephews that, that were, that's older than me. Right. And so, like, this whole auntie, you know, position, this anti-title, I do not take it lightly. Right. And so, for to see one of my own pass away, and um, I, had to, I had to reach out to, to my core people. And so, guess what um, Lady Shonda did? She prayed me through. She talked to me through it. And she literally, like, you know, I knew that people were praying. I knew that you and your mom was praying. And so I just wanted to say, you guys, like, your core people, your um, your safety net, your community may not be your own family. And it's totally fine. It's totally fine to know and to see and to recognize that your own family won't be your safety net, won't be your support system, won't be your um, prayer group because they are probably going through other things or it's every family are different. My family, like every family is dysfunctional too. Yeah, that's true. And I just so happen to find that my family, that I go to the same church with them, that I went to the same school with them, that we believe the same thing. We have similar doctrines. And so for me, what it looks like, I, you know, I didn't know, I was just telling you earlier, I didn't know that that was my life scripture when right. the Lord called me out of Hawaii. And, um, you know, Matthew 12, 46, 50, when the disciples, they said, hey, yo, your mama is waiting outside with your brother. Then they waiting. They want to talk to you. Right. But Jesus turned around and he said, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? He was like, I'll tell you, these are my brothers and these are my mother. Those who does the will of God, who, who are all about my father's business. Right. And so I realized that, like, when I was talking to you earlier, Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, that has been literally my life scripture. Right. Like, moving to to California, you know, being... uh, really adopted into the into the kingdom of God, really adopted and allowing God to be my Abba Father, mm-hmm. allowing Him to be my King, right. allowing Jesus to be my Lord, my Savior, and yielding into the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to be my Comforter. Ooh, girl. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like literally knowing what it looks like for the people in the kingdom of God, the yeah. members of the body. To let them be my mother, right. to let them be my brothers and sisters, and I call your mom, Mom Teresa. Right. You know, I I have spiritual parents. Right. You know, and I'm just like, yo, this is what it looks like. Right. Well, and there was a sacrifice made, like mm-hmm. you moving, but like with that came like you made your own decision to go to a different church. You made a decision to do this and that, and like it wasn't always well received by them. Yeah. But, like the people who who knew you and loved you in that moment and and knew knew what you were like even a part of what you were going to do in the kingdom or whatever, like, they received that, even yeah. when your family was like, mm, I'm not really sure what you're doing. Like, you went to the Bible school, and now you're, like, acting <laughs> real weird. Like, right. <laughs> like, you... Who do you think you are? Right. Like, <laughs> like wait, what? who's this that you're right. saying you're hearing this from? This is not Daddy's church. <laughs> you're saying, wait, who's talking to you? The Lord is talking to you? Right. <laughs> And so, yeah, and so that's what I've recognized um, about myself um, going, attending to, um, you know, these, you know, my brothers and my um, my brother and niece's funeral. And I, he actually, I've noticed that 
he also made the people of um, the church, the people of the kingdom, his brothers and sisters, his sons and daughters, his mother and father. And um, and I've recognized that. And I shared that. I'm like, you know, he's a person who, when he came into our family, he took my mom and my dad as his mother and father. And I remember he shared a long time ago um, that he, like, and when I say my brother, I mean Director Burke, Burkhart Aitavale, you know, he took my mom and my dad in as his parents right. because we took him in as our brother. They took him in as a son. And um, I do remember him sharing a long time ago that, you know, he, he told all of us, he said, you know, mommy and daddy, like, that's my mom and my dad. Right. I don't know any other parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, and like now he know what it looks like to know what spiritual parents are with his pastors and, right. you know, his, um, their pastor dad and their pastor mom. And so I'm just like recognizing all of that as we're going through the grieving um you know, part and like what you're yeah. saying, the five stages, and which is why, like, when I went back there, like you, you know <laughs> how bad I wanted to just fly to Hawaii when my brother passed away, and I was like, I think I'm, I'm gonna change my flight because I was already right. set to go to Reno, and I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna change my flight and I'm gonna go to um, Hawaii because I need, to be there. I need to be there for my nieces and nephews and my sister. Right. And um, it's crazy because the Lord told me He said no. You're going to go to Reno. Right. You're going to be there for them. You're going to be there for your brother who is alive. You're going to be there for him and hear what right. he has to say, where he's at. And um, I didn't understand because I'm like, I want to be there for my nieces mm-hmm. and nephews. And this is the thing. You remember that scripture when, um, when, ooh, what's his name again? Who died and got resurrected? Lazarus. Lazarus. <laughs> I was like, Hallelujah. I was like, lamentation. Go, I was going through the files in my head. I was like, Lionel. <laughs> so yes, um, Lazarus. When he died and Jesus heard of the news, Jesus cried. Mm-hmm. He wept. Right. But did he go to um, Lazarus' family immediately? No. No, he didn't. He waited three days. He waited three days. And Mary and Martha were like, I wonder boy? how they felt. They said, boy, right. we needed you about three days ago. Yeah. His body already smells. Okay? Come on. And this is the, this is the third, the dirty part. Jesus, yeah. I'm telling you what you did was dirty. <laughs> First of all, Jesus... You waited three days, and you was literally in the next town over. You could have walked there. It was like a 40-minute walk. Like, how are you going to do Mary and Martha like that, Jesus? Right. Like, how are you going to do that? You were sitting in their house, and right. then all of a sudden you said, well, I don't know their address anymore. Right. Did they move? Oh. <laughs> all shucks. But literally, Jesus had every intention to stay three more days. Yeah. Because, one, he was grieving. Two, he wanted people to see what God was going to do when it came to the dead. And you could tell that he loved Lazarus so much because right. he cried. When he, it says that when he saw um, his um, Mary and Martha cry, he had compassion over them. Right. And so for me, I was like, you know what? The Lord gave me that scripture. He said, you know, right. if Jesus can wait three days, then you can wait a couple weeks. Right. I was like, <laughs> he's like, okay, Lord. I was like, but I like, <laughs> Because with my sister, Va, like her kids, like I grew up raising, helping her raise them. And they're like my kids, you know? Right. And so for them to lose their father, I was like, oh, no, the Jesus. He said, I got to go. What's going on? Like, uh, and so, you know, with that, it was like, 
sometimes you do need a break. Yeah, you need you to know, rest. Sometimes when when you see your family members go through the grieving, um, you can't just immediately go and tend to them. Yeah. They need their time to grieve. Although, and you know, their time to question or their time to just go to the Lord and be angry and to feel however they feel. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, go to them. Like, give them their time. Right. And that's one thing I've learned because I was quick. My emotion was, I'm jumping on this plane. I can change my flight just like this. But... Which is how you are when you come when it comes to your family. You're like, I'm going to be there right now. And then the Lord's right. like, okay, slow your roll. Like, right. It, and it's especially with my family, I've learned... Um, I've learned not to be led by my emotions but be led by his holy spirit and i've learned that over the years i've learned that really well and even now so with my family i'm learning it even more really how it looks like when it comes to my family my my actual natural you know immediate family because growing up there was a lot of attachment whether it was toxic attachment emotional attachment um you know, ungodly attachment, cultural attachment, um, church culture attachment, whatever right. it was. It was all these attachments that when I went to move to California, I had to set the boundaries. And that alone was grieving. Like, it hurt me. I was grieving. Right. Like, like, I was like, dang, I lost my family. Right. When I said yes to the Lord and I got baptized, I got disowned by my own dad. Y'all don't even know. You yeah, weren't even there right. with her that day. Yo, I mean, some of Elizabeth. you were. Some of you were. <laughs> Elizabeth was there. I'm telling you, when I said that this girl has been here, <laughs> she was there on that day when my I got baptized. And my dad called me and he disowned me. Okay. He said, I baptized you. But I was like, what? What? Two? One year right. old? I didn't know. I, but... didn't, I was like, daddy, I couldn't. I you don't have the able. full understanding. Right. I didn't have the full understanding. And plus, when we get baptized, we're supposed to repent. We're supposed to open up our mouth, use the words out of our mouth and say, I repent, right. Lord, and read and dedicate our life to right. the Lord. And, I, and you, I feel like I could be wrong and maybe I'm seeing the whole situation like differently. But it seemed like for that one moment of time, you wanted to back out. You're like, no, I don't even want to get baptized. Like, uh-huh. if this is how it's going to be, like, I love my dad. I don't want to, I don't want to be disowned by him. I don't want to mm-hmm. be disowned by my family. And it was your your other family who was like, no, like, like this is all good. Plus, yeah. you want to do this. This is not like something you're being forced to do. This is something that you have made the decision to yeah. do. And if you want to continue to go through with this, then then do it. And your your family is gonna at some point they'll recognize. Yeah. And maybe right now it's a little bit hard for them because they have all those attachments, but. If this is what you want to do right now, if this is what you feel led by the Lord to do, then who's to stop you? Yeah. Amen. And that's true. I After I had that conversation with my dad, mm-hmm. which was a really passive conversation, <laughs> and, um, you know, I, was, I made that decision. I was like, Lord, I don't want to, you know, um, be dishonorable to my dad. You said in your word that, um, you know, that we have to obey our parents. And so, yeah, for that slight moment, I did make the decision. I was like, you know what? I was like, it hurts. 
But I, I'm, I feel like I'm not going to get baptized. And then, thank God, I found out a couple of years ago that Brooke sent one of the um, elders to, to oh, me. Okay. So she told me, she was like, yeah, Malay, it was me because I saw that you were crying. And I went to um, <laughs> Elder Raymond and I said, you need to talk to her. Like something's going on with her dad. Like her dad is not wanting her to get baptized. Wow. Like, you know. And so I was like, oh my gosh, Brooke, like that was God. Right, it was different people through the like, process that, yes. that got you. And so yeah. when he came to me, this is one thing that, that really set me free. And I hope that this sets you free. He said, he said, I know what the Bible says to, um, you know, that we must obey um, our father and mother. He was like, but also, as you, you keep reading, it says, obey our father and mother in the Lord. That's what he's, that's, that's what I got. I was like, wait a minute. I say, so my daddy forgot that part in the Lord. <laughs> in the Lord, right. And um, obey your mother and father in the Lord. And so when you do that, you're going to live a long, prosperous life. And this is the thing. Whatever it is that he said, whatever it is that your dad has mm-hmm. told you, if it aligns up to what God has told you, then that's you obeying the Lord. But if what your dad is telling you and it does not align up with what God is telling you, who are you pleasing? The Bible says that, would you rather please man or would you rather please Ooh. God? No matter who that man is. No matter who, no matter who that man is. And so I said, I will please God. <laughs> I will please God. And that alone was a grieving process for me. Right. Because yeah, no, that's true. when I said yes to God and when I said yes to Jesus, going into, yielding into the Holy Spirit, I said, this is now going to be my new family. Yeah. My dad, who is my dad? He disowned me. Who is my father? My father is my pastor right now. Who, when after I got baptized, I'm telling you that baptized stung. <laughs> it like it hurt. Right. And when I came back, did I feel any different? No, I felt I was like, dang, like I know something's happening. Right. But all that to say is that there's so many different type of grievance, mm-hmm. and there are going to be people in your life. Who at first you won't recognize that they're your support group, that they're your right. your safety net. But I can the the reason why I brought I'm, I brought Elizabeth on. I just realized that you were there too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was there for that. That um, there's people like Elizabeth that I hope that you recognize mm-hmm. that they are your support group, yeah. that they are you know your safety net, that they are your prayer um your your prayer circle, you know. And um, I hope that when you recognize them, that you appreciate them, that you love on them and that you never lose them because they are your brothers and sisters. That they are, you know, that scripture where it says that when one member um, is hurting, the other members of the body will come and help you. You are that member. Girl, you are. (laughs) I love you. And I I think it's like, um, thank you for saying all that. And I feel like the same with me. You know, there's, there's times where like, when you're in a relationship with people, it gets messy sometimes, and sometimes you're. Sometimes it's you. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you're the problem, mm-hmm. and sometimes like I'll give you some attitude, and I'll have to come back like ten minutes later. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, I gave you attitude. I was in my feelings about blah 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 blah. And she's like, oh girl, I, I didn't see it like that. I didn't see it, but it's it's like the way I kind of see it is when you're in community. Sometimes it's that mirror that's being held up to you mm-hmm. as you're looking at them. And the mirror's not always pretty. Sometimes you don't look that cute. <laughs> Sometimes you'd be looking a hot mess. But, like, that's why the community is there. Mm-hmm. Like, to point you in the direction of, like, hey, like, I know you and you could be doing better than this. Yeah. And, like, also to help you in the healing, help you in the processes. And so, like, as 
you know, you say I've been that to you, you've been that to me, even when I'm like, ah, and I'm telling you something about whatever, and I'm getting mad, and, um, but, you know, it's just, yeah, and sometimes it's hard for people to find that, and sometimes people think they have to be an island to themselves, and I think Mm -hmm. that would be the biggest thing I say is, like, if you don't know who that community is, then find it, because it's so important that you have that, not just in the hard times, not just when you lose somebody, or you lose a job, or you change jobs, or whatever it may be, but, like, even in the in the celebratory moments, like, you want people there to celebrate you, mm, and be good. there for you, like, you know, I feel like we do that really well, too, like, we, we celebrate things together, and Amen. it's not yeah. just... We're not just, like, crying together when things happen, but we're like, woo, let's celebrate. Let's get some boba because we just, whatever. So community is also that. Community is the people that are going to pray for you when mm-hmm. it's hard or when it's bad or when it's weird. Or they're going to encourage you when you're like, I don't feel like I'm enough. Yeah. You know, and, like, I know that you've had that with people. Like, hey, I want to do this one particular thing. Tell me one reason why I shouldn't do this. And they're like, okay, I'll give you 10 reasons why you shouldn't do that. This, 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 and that. So I feel like they really are a mirror being held up to you that reflects the best part of who you're you're made to be. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, I like that. I like what you were saying, how they're the reflection. And then, you know, these people... Uh, the reason why there are certain people in my life who are my mentors because it's their the way that they live life with Christ, the way their prayer life is, and the way they do ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's some. That's I want to be somewhat like that, you know, some, not exactly like that because uh, first of all, we don't know what they did to get there. We don't know the sacrifices they made with the Lord to get to where they're at. We do not know their time of crying and praying and, you know, studying out with the Lord. We didn't have to sacrifice what they sacrificed. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I said what I said, something similar, because I don't want to go through what they, (laughs) I do not want to go through what they're going through or what they went through if I'm not grace for it. Right. Because what other people went through or what you may have gone through, I may not be graced to go through it. What you went through may have killed me. What I went through may have killed you. You may have not, uh, <laughs> you may not have survived it. Right, that's And it's true. because the trials, God, like, like what we said, God will give us things that he knows that we can handle. And also, he would always make a way of escape. Always. Oh. There's, there's, I'm telling y'all. When you guys are in some situation that you put yourself in or a situation that other people have put you in, guess what? There's always going to be a sign says exit. And you will always have an opportunity and an option to choose to take the exit sign. Right. It's going to be If you bright. choose not to, that's right. also a choice. It's going to be bright and red blinking exit. <laughs> Come out of here. This is your way of escape. This is a way. And so, like, we have this thing, me and Elizabeth, <laughs> where we're each other's woe women. We're each other's way of escape. So, y'all, get your guys some woe people. Get your guys some colleagues or some brothers and sisters in Christ who you know they have the same principles, same morals, same goals, you know, whatever it is. Make them your woe people. Make them your woe person. When you go, like, when she goes on a date and we, we talk to each other before we go on, on, she goes on a date and I said, okay. I was like, so what time do you want me to text you, you know, so that way I can, that would be like your time of escape. Right. And so if she responds back to me, that's her letting me know like, okay, yeah, this plan is coming. This is my way of escape. 
And so Sometimes she Sometimes the plan doesn't go as planned. Right. <laughs> and so we're like, Don't okay, if, if they text, if you text me back, that means, um, you know, you can use me as a, um, as, you know, an, as a break right. as a breakout like hey my roommate needs me i gotta go something right. happened even though everybody probably knows that because they see it on movies right. and stuff. <laughs> it's like oh my gosh like or i gotta go it's like um my roommate just left her like her left her keys inside she's locked out right. <laughs> so that's the way of escape and um you know if the date doesn't go anywhere or you know you just you just need to get out right like there's so many times where i did not take that way of escape out Okay. And uh, you live and learn, you know. I was like, I saw that exit sign in the spirit, really bright, blinking, you said, mm-hmm. saying, Exit, get out of here, run. But then you saw the other door us. that said stage three, and it was right. all lit up. And he I said, was like, Okay, here I am. Stage three, I'm gonna take that. But even after that, I, I grieved. I grieved yeah. of what I did. I grieved of how I, what I did in a front of jesus in the front of the holy spirit right. them as one i'm like dang i did that willingly right. shoot and you know repenting right so all that to say going back um going back to what i was just sharing that in a time of grievance you will have those people who will support you right. pray for you and like if you don't you <laughs> If you don't, y'all, um, like what she said, find someone or just be that. Don't be the support group. Yeah. Be the ones that's gonna that they're gonna love on that you're gonna love on them. Show them what it looks like. Show them what um, what you want right. to see happen. Sometimes the Lord brings those people into your life mm-hmm. that need that extra like love and support, and you don't have to have the right words or the best words, but sometimes it all it takes is like. Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Do you need anything? How can I, I agree? You know, like I think that's been really helpful for us. There's times that like nothing's even going on, but you're like, hey, I'm out. Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. And like we try to be that for each other, but like sometimes it's pretty prominent that people are hurting, and sometimes it's more hidden because people are either better at hiding it or they don't know how to show it or mm-hmm. they feel like they have to be strong, so they're putting on a front. Mm-hmm. But like if you if you see somebody hurting sometimes that's that's you got to reach out and it's awkward it feels weird it doesn't always feel nice you're like oh i don't know if what do i say what do i not say do i say anything but sometimes that's all a person needs is you to be there with them and like you can be praying in your mind you don't have to be like and the lord blah 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 (laughs) like again it goes back to the like being being too holy thing Mm -hmm. like if you if you know they're in a place and they're hurting and but they don't want to be talking to you and you just pray in your mind like yeah and this is one thing let me just give you guys um an advice when someone is going through a loss please don't try to relate to them please don't say oh i know how you feel i know what you're going through please do not say that because you're taking you're taking what they're going mm-hmm. through you're taking that away saying oh i've been there right. no let them go through what they're going through and like when things happen like that I, this is what i will say i say hey i know a measure of what you're going through right. but i know what exactly what you're, i do not know what you're going through exactly right. but I, I do know how it feels to for me to lose a father 
You know, I'm not going to take their right. whole spotlight away and say, oh, I know what you're going through. I, I know what if... Right. No, please, you guys, say something else. Right. Anything else. Say, say, hey, I'm sorry for what you're going through. Right. Or, or if you fully, like, if you literally cannot even relate at all, mm-hmm. period, like, say that as well. Be like, I'm sorry that you have went through this and I, I don't and I can't understand the pain that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Or just don't say anything Or just don't. Yeah. Less is more. Just but give like, them a hug. Right. And just, you know. Listen to them. Yeah. Or if they don't want to talk, just be there. Just be there. Yeah. Like, you don't have to say anything. And I'm telling you, this is like, and I had a conversation, I had conversations with my nieces and nephews. And they were like, Auntie, you know what, you know what is the one thing that I got irritated when people would say? I was like, I think I know. What is it? And they were like, when they kept saying, oh, I know how it feels. Oh, I know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang. Yeah, because you're diminishing somebody else's yeah. pain in that moment. And in any situation, mm-hmm. like, not even just in a loss, but, like, when you take, if somebody's going through something and you're taking your experience and you're like, oh, I know what that's like. I've been through that. And then you give your example. You just kind of completely diminish what they said. Yeah. And it, it makes them feel like their pain is not real and yeah. it's not worthy or whatever. But, like just don't yeah (laughs) Yeah. like let them if you're a believer let them let the people who have lost that close loved one let them go through what they're going through and please by all means be intentional and don't say i'm telling you this is from experience do not say i know what you've been through i've been there no heffa you have not been there (laughs) i'm sorry but this makes me, yeah. it vexes my spirit. Right. And when I say Hefa, trust me, Hefa is inside the Bible. So go ahead and look it up. And so when you say that, like what she was saying, you take all what they're going through, what the, what they just experienced, mm-hmm. you're taking it away and you're saying, oh, wow, like, so. But here's my experience. Right. But like, you're taking, like, do not, the world, the world does not revolve around you. And I know I mean, for some people they don't mean it that way, but that's but that's what that's what it seems like. Yeah. Every time when you come in, do not make it about you, and do not say I I know I know. No, make it about them. Right. Let them know that you are here for them. Kiss them on the cheeks, hug them, and say, Hey, I am here for you. Right. Hey, like when I went to my niece's nephews, I said, Hey, I I know a measure like a small measure of what you're going through of how to lose, you know, what it's, what it feels like to lose a father. But I definitely don't know what each of you guys are going through because each of you guys are your guys' own person. These are your guys' own individual. And the experience is different. Because you lost, you lost your father. Mm -hmm. Their experience with losing their father is different. And so you guys, if you guys are there to comfort other people, like if, if you're going to say, I know how you feel, just keep it to yourself. Right, just if you yeah. if you feel like you you know what they are yeah. going through, even if you you know like anything like what they're even if it's not grieving, but if it's like a problem, like yo, don't say a breakup. Yeah, or, a breakup. Let me just give you a verbiage. <laughs> say this: I know a measure of what you're going through, but I don't know exactly what you're going through because that's still giving them like yes, they are right. They don't know right. what I'm going through, but. If you know a measure of what it looks like to break up with a person, or know a measure of what it looks like to to lose a cousin right. or a father or mother, okay. But you're not gonna take their whole experience away of what it actually what they're going through because that means you're letting them know, like, well, 
at what I went right. through. Like, and it just doesn't feel good when people do that and they, like, take their own experience and you're like, mm, no. Yeah. So just don't. <laughs> yeah, and even when people say, I'm sorry, like, how do you respond to that? I know. Like, <laughs> like when people said, told me, when my dad passed away, they said, oh, man, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I... And this is what I would tell them. Right. I really do not know how to respond to that. <laughs> you said, um... I was like... And I tell them, like, how do you respond to saying, I'm sorry? And I'll be like... So, the way I say it, I was like, it happens. <laughs> Death happens to everybody? I was like, how do you... So, like, those are the few things that you don't say. But also, I think, I think it's, like, people... It's a very uncomfortable thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm sorry is sometimes the only thing that people feel like they know how to say which i feel like comes from a good place better Mm -hmm. than like i know what you're going through i'm sorry is like hey i'm sorry that you're experiencing this loss well at least say that (laughs) i mean because sometimes people don't have words they're just like i'm sorry because my thing is like a lot of people say i'm so sorry i feel like i'm awkward like that too i'm like i'm so sorry i'm over there like uh it happens (laughs) or you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome like thank you (laughs) Thank you for being sorry for me. But um, you don't have to be sorry for you me. Know, I mean, like, if you're going to say I'm sorry, like, you know, f- um, finish up the sentence. I'm sorry for. Well, and, and yeah. And I guess that's, like, in anything. If yeah. you're apologizing to somebody, own up to what you're apologizing <laughs> for. Exactly. Just don't say I'm sorry. Because that is so awkward. <laughs> right. Like, okay, y'all. So, you know, say here's some verbiage. Hey, my prayers and condolences. I hate or condolences yeah. is a weird word too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it, like, but yeah. But it's so. Condolences. But for me, it's awkward when somebody say, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> um. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am as well. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> me too, actually. And so yeah, so this is yeah. some few Prayers, condolences. Mm-hmm. To where it won't make it awkward for right. people, or it won't you know take away their experience. Right. And um. And, you know, just sometimes they just, just seeing them and them seeing you is good enough. Right. Sometimes hugging them is good enough or a high five. Sometimes just, just being in silence with that person or not seeing them at all is good enough. Or a meal or a thank you card, you know, or, you know, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, write it, write it out or a text. Uh, But give them that space to, um. To grieve. to grieve just like what Jesus and don't bombard did. them either yeah. don't like if you know the person too and you know that they're like in you know they're feeling their feelings and stuff mm-hmm. you don't have to text them every moment of every day are you okay are you doing good blah yeah. blah, blah like when you feel led but like also don't bombard them because they have a lot that they're already thinking about mm-hmm. anyway so and then also they're going through like you know funeral arrangements and everything like give them that time right. you know and even if it's just showing up at their house and just talking and it's one thing i've learned if you're gonna show up at their house mm-hmm. you know talk about the good things um you know the good fun memories when right. it comes to that person that they lost talk about all the fun and you know dumb things that you know that's that will make them laugh right you know because they need that they need mm-hmm. they need some laughter they need some you know moments that yeah yeah and that's what i did like when we went when i went back home like we like talked about like all the fun stuff like oh man remember when um you know when Burke did this remember when right. you know remember, remember when he when he carried me in my pants ripped or right. when I she on his leg <laughs> and he was like oh she she girl she she girl and so it's just having that time 
um, to give the people who lost their loved ones, right. give them that time. Right. Give them that time to breathe with their own family. Um, and yeah, if you want to cook a meal for right. them, you don't have to, you know, give them the meal with the whole paragraph of words. Just drop it off, walk away. Right. Just write a you know, saying, hey, hey Love this you. is for you guys. Great. Uh, you know, just right. Back up. And acknowledge, like, I feel like to acknowledge where they're at too, because mm-hmm. I think about when we were at school and you lost your dad, and we're like, no, yeah, we we get that you're grieving, we get mm-hmm. that you got a loss, but we cannot lose you too. Yeah. So we have to take you out of this room, whatever we have to do. Like, and it wasn't because we were selfish and we're like we miss you. It's because we were like we we just want to be with you and mm-hmm. we just want you to be outside of your room, outside of this space where everything is we just want you to be outside of that for a moment of time yeah no that's true and you guys did give me that space but you know three days is good enough (laughs) (laughs) three days good if jesus gave lazarus and his family three days then yeah yeah three just take just go from the bible and just give him the three days right. you know and just and then you can go right and then let's, you, let right. that be the principle don't don't like day one you're like oh hey you want to go to the amusement right. park <laughs> uh no and day two hey you want to go to the beach no food it's not day um after day three after, yet. after that then then i'll think about it okay and if you guys like wonder like man why do you say like heifer or fool <laughs> It's because Jesus said the same thing. He called them vipers. He called them foolishness. He called them heifer. Like, I'm sorry. We're just turning it into modern day. You know, we're like. <laughs> and like, and I, I say these, um, you know, these not out of like spite. It's all in love. It's just like, <laughs> hey, like right now, what you're doing is foolishness. So act right. You're acting like a heifer. Yeah. Someone need you to. Like, we, mm, mm, come no, on now. And so everything I do or say, it definitely is in the Bible. <laughs> it's definitely just be glad I don't call you guys vipers. There's, I mean, yeah, you know, or harlots or <laughs> none of that because of that. you guys are not. And it's just the things that we do is foolishness. The things that we do is just rip. It's like you know, mm-hmm. oh whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but y'all get the drift. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that this is just, this is my personality. You know, like, I, I sometimes I will speak New King James Version. Sometimes New um, Living Translation. Sometimes Contemporary. <laughs> sometimes it's Melee Version. <laughs> sometimes it's the Pigeon Version or the Melee Version. It's, you know, it, it comes and it goes. But it's all from a heart of just love, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and just comedy too. Right. Because I don't know, some people think I'm funny, but I'm just like, this is me. <laughs> some people think I'm funny, but. Like, yo, this is just, this is me. All right. Um, but yeah, so you guys, thank you so much for listening. And I really do appreciate it. And um, I don't mind it, the time going this long, because it's just a long overdue <laughs> podcast from October 4th. Right. But really, you guys, just thank Elizabeth. Um, as you guys know, she has her own Instagram. Um, quarter before noon um so i'm gonna shout her out on instagram as well and um beloved underscore beloved promise um is her instagram why do i be underscore love love. somebody completely i know (laughs) i don't even know be underscore love promise there you go be underscore love promise is her instagram and so you guys go ahead and follow her um thank you guys so much for listening and we really appreciate it 
And so enjoy your guys' night. Embrace every moment. Thank you. We're going to write a book about what not to say while grieving. <laughs> exactly. Check it out on Amazon soon. <laughs> All right. Well, peace out. Peace A-Town. Out. A-Town. Bye.